What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Fanatic Islanders, your home for sports and sports entertainment. We have another segment of the Sandbar Sit Down. Don't be alarmed. You do not see my face, but I am here in person with everyone else. Kadeem is not here, but I am here in person with everyone else. I'm Kadeem. So, like I said, we have another Sandbar. We have the lovely Dr. Pinder, your neighborhood physio. She's going to um, give us some insight. We're going to talk to her for a bit. Um, she's going to share what she does. She's going to share what she does. And, you know, we just, it'll be a good segment. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Hi, everyone. My name is Elvian Pinder. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I own Your Neighborhood Physio, which is a mobile physical therapy service in Nassau, Bahamas. Uh, pretty much overall basketball fan uh, I cook I watch shows I lay down I'm pretty much a homebody if I'm not at work gym so that's me in a nutshell oh and i play playstation just out there as well just stop right that you gotta actually go in tell us what you play oh okay well yes that's actually untrue because i only play 2k it's my only game it's my only game it's 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 okay it's okay it's my only game and um yeah i play that almost every other day now i i i fall off from where i used to be i can Mm -hmm. say that it used to be bad used to be bad all right unfamiliar face introduce yourself the new Kadeem. Yeah. Yeah. You been there before, I've man. Been here before, but you know, no, this is first time on the sound bar, so. Oh yeah, fair enough. Fair, fair. 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 <laughs> yeah, he's there before. Yeah. No, you wasn't. Um, my name is Prince Blyden. Uh, recent ACL cousin. Avid gym goer, interested in um, public health and what's not. Um, friend of the show, big supporter. Recently recovering from, you know, ACL injury, so I have quite a few questions Ooh. for yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Pinder. Yeah. What's this, right? It was before flag football practice, doing my warm-ups, right? Running, planted, went to make the turn. My knee said, Not meniscus even and ACL, oh. one shot. Oh, yeah. They usually come together. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Learning how to walk. It's fun. <laughs> I understand. That's wrong. Yeah, it Very. is what it is. I should have lost some weight, but life. No. You want to open up with the questions or you want me to go with the questions? Don't no, mind. You got. We don't mind. The man is the legend. He doesn't they have to do this himself. The man, the myth, the legend himself. This is Macario Blyden. That's it. He Force. doesn't have. You don't have to introduce it himself. I go. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> you can start it off, man. You can stop. You got some right. big questions. So, what actually inspired you um, to become a physiotherapist well like i said sports so um in high school i went to aquinas by the way shout out you don't really get an aquinas out. shout out all the time so yeah. let me just it's 08 08 um so one day i was at baiss and one of the track guys he asked me to kind of rub his calf with like some tiger balm or something like that mm. and then i was like i was always interested in the sciences biochem but I know I didn't want to be a doctor. Like yeah, I didn't yeah. want to spend all this time at school and then not having a life. I wanted my weekends and stuff. But I didn't know how they mesh. So I thought I would be a dentist. Didn't really figure that out. I played basketball all through high school. I played some night league. I played when I went to university. 
Um, and I was just always fascinated about how someone could get injured and then come back. Or like I would be the one to be like, oh, watching a play and somebody got injured and be like, okay, I wonder why that happened and look it up. And so I got interested in physical therapy. I saw at least from the sports aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to look deeper. And so I went and I did a like, volunteer session at PMH. That's when I found out it was like a completely different thing outside of sports. Yeah. So they're in the intensive care unit, they're on the wards, they're pretty much everywhere, um, baby unit, kids wards, things like that. So we, I, I noticed that it's so much different aspects of it, I could have never get bored. Mm. And I, going through school, I had a lot of desk jobs where I'd sit down, okay, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, you yeah. had lunch. And then it's like, okay, wow, five o'clock is taking so, so long, long to get here. But when I was doing that rotation, I saw that, okay, time goes faster. You go on to another interesting case or you meet someone interesting and every day is different. So I went to school and I studied it and it turns out I love it. I'm never bored at all. Like I started off at the hospital and then I went into private practice where I could have saw seen a lot of different stuff like ACLs and stuff like that. And then now I'm doing my own thing, mobile. So I deal with a lot of people who had strokes, spinal cord injuries, elderly people, and it's pretty fun. I like it. I'm never really bored. And if I get tired of one aspect of it, I could just jump into something else. So it's pretty much how I got into it. That's brilliant, man. Um, well, segueing from that, like, what's, what's the study process? What was the study process like for, like, anyone who would be interested in becoming a physical therapist? Like, what would they have to do school-wise? So I'd say if you're in high school right now, definitely focus on your sciences. So biochem, uh, physics, if you want to play around with it, math, of course. And then when you go in into school, you could, I went to the University of the West Indies in Jamaica, and they have a program where you could do a year of the sciences, and then you could jump into either medicine or, well, physical therapy is a branch of medicine. So once you pass all your sciences without one year, you could jump into any program in medicine you would want to. So after that, you could do a one, you could do three years to get your bachelor's in the University of the West Indies where I went. And after I went to the University of the West Indies, I decided to get my doctorate which is a postgraduate degree that I was able to do online uh, during the pandemic. So that's one way. If you go the state's route, you're looking at about four to five years because they go, they skip the, they skip the bachelors because they're trying to maybe phase it out and mm -hmm. let everybody maybe go to a master's level or they want everybody to be at the doctorate level um, yeah. in the future. So that would be a route to take. So is it like any special specialty you do or just full spectrum? It's like, full spectrum. Okay. You do have the option to specialize. So you mm -hmm. could specialize in orthopedic um, cases or specialize in pelvic floor. A lot of people don't know, especially like ladies who have babies afterwards. Yeah. Got to train all of that again. And you have so much neuro when I talk about strokes. So the brain getting all that back after all of that. and rebuilding yourself kids that's an underrated specialty so pediatrics um we don't have a lot of that in the bahamas right now mm -hmm. but like i say that's a specialty that you would have to go and study again so you're looking at another maybe two years mm -hmm. and then to pass the boards mostly in the states um, for any specialty okay. mm -hmm. so sidebar i think well flag football season is coming up so mm. if you do have it you know I, I suggest coming to the field because we could use some of your um, talents there. So I'm, you will probably get a lot of cases. Yeah. Because <laughs> like there are a lot of like... Flag football is booming. Get the advantage, yeah, bro. Just have are, a team yeah. doctor, bro. There One are. time. <laughs> <laughs> Fix some of these fingers. Some of yeah. the fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> breaking in flag football for sure. Of, yeah, there are a lot of nagging injuries. Um, yeah. But what aspect of your work would you say would is probably the hardest? You mean um yeah something well i guess hard as in terms of difficulty and i guess your least favorite i know i know everything is probably your favorite but <laughs> what is your, probably your least favorite um my aspect? the hardest one is neuro so that would be a stroke mm -hmm. victims um mm -hmm. but that's the most rewarding 
Okay. So it's a double-edged kind of sword, maybe? Mm -hmm. Not really. But I get the most satisfaction when I see someone who would have lost any movement on whatever side of their body to regain that, start to walk again, start to do things around the house for themselves. Like, But you have the beginning and the end, but that middle is rough because you have to build the psyche again. You have to build, um, you could do this, you could, this is possible. But the person has to kind of dig into themselves. And for me as the tool in getting them to get there is like, I have to know where I, the, what I could do. I could only push you to a point where you could go for yourself. And then my job there is to continue to nurture that until we get to the end, which is the part that everyone loves, the most rewarding part of yeah. it. So I'd say the neurological part of it, because the ACL, you go get your surgeon to sew that up, and then it's pretty much textbook from there. Mm -hmm. You build yourself back up from there. But when you deal with the brain and you have a certain uncertainty that you don't know whether this part of the brain will regenerate as fast enough to reach your goal. Um, I think that makes it the most toughest and the best part for me, most rewarding. Okay, so is there any um, part of your job that you dislike doing or you don't like as much as the other ones? The only part I'd say that's difficult for me is to, when, when I'm in with a client, my, I, I have to take off myself okay right my problems that? or whatever i'm dealing with has to be put to the side because they sense that you know they sense that you may not be having a good day because it's a relationship yeah. you you don't you don't it's a journey when you go to physio from one session maybe to 28 you don't know how long you'll be there so you get to know each other and i don't ever want what i'm going through to spill over and kind of hinder them so the hardest part for me is to take that off and put on my other hat and say, okay, this is where you need to step up, do your thing, because you know you could do it. And then once you finish, we could always go back. And what I find is that sometimes they help me. You know, I find myself telling them what I need to hear, mm -hmm. you know, and there's a lot little nuances there where it's like, Are you hearing yourself, right? You, you know, you could do it too, right? So. That's the, I love that part, but that's the hardest part to do, okay. to just take yourself off and focus on somebody else's improvement. Yeah. All right, so speaking, speaking of hard, <clears throat> what would you say is your hardest demographic to deal with, like in terms of age ranges? Like which, what kind of patient would give you like the, the most stress and like compliance and all that, I guess, stuff? Mm -hmm. spot like that. Wow. You know what it is? Athletes. What? What? Athletes. Wrong. You cannot... I See, no, hard-headed. See, no, I understand that to an extent, but if you're an athlete, and I'm what? saying this to everyone, including myself, if you, you are an have athlete, the will even if you think you have the will, the only way you get better is to actually listen. That is yes. disgusting. How you could oh. tell me, how you could tell me <laughs> to listen when nothing's wrong you with me? You listen to your coach? You so, listen to your coach? So from somebody who would have, if I'm dealing with a track client, okay, and they'd be like, okay, so you used to do any track? I was like, yeah, I used to come last in the 100 meters. I mean, you know. And it's like, so you really don't get what I go through. So it's like, wow. you can't really meet them at a point where you trying to, it's like, okay, nobody wants to be that person to tell Kawhi to sit down for X amount of games. If there is a person telling him that no one wants to tell yeah. someone to sit down, okay. but you know, it's for their benefit. Mm -hmm. So you're coming from a, a point where this person is saying, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. And you see in the scans, you see in everything and you're saying, no, no, let's just build for a while. And you could always gradually return to sport. And yeah. that part where it's gradually return to sport. It's the hardest part. It's the hardest part because you could, you're like, okay, I taught my point, ACL, but I'm walking. <laughs> Right, but why can't I do what I go do. and <laughs> why can't she have a boy? <laughs> why can't I go and pivot on the field now? Like I, I want to because a, it's a totally injury. different. They don't listen. Yeah. yeah, the physio part of it to get you to bend your knee is totally different from the other part where you have to balance and spin and turn and. <laughs> 
Yeah. So when you think you out of that part of the physio um, schedule or return to sport protocol, everything has a protocol. But once you get from there, it's like, okay, I'm, I want to go back now. So that's difficult. Second one would be maybe the elderly mm. when they start to mature in age and the brain starts to break down. They forget and, you know, that part where you're trying to get them and they, you know, they kind of tend to want to not do anything. Relax. I mean, yeah. you, you live your life so yeah. far and here comes this lady telling you, <laughs> you got to go get up and, <laughs> and walk around. I don't want to walk around. So, only got a couple of years. Yeah, I did, I did 85 <laughs> years of walking. <laughs> you know? so, I really. But then you have to tell them, oh, you, you sit down so much. You know, at a certain point in time, you're going to be able to get up again. Yeah. So, you right. know, yeah, those are the two top two, top two. That is crazy. But so is there any, like, what do you feel like is the most common injury in the Bahamas for Bayman's? Bayman's. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have a really high incidence of stroke. So you may think that is like something... Abnormal, abnormal, but our heart disease, high blood pressure, things like that, that's like probably like the number one. And it's so silent because you could go on in life and, you know, I feel good mm -hmm. until one day it's like a headache and then it's like, boom. Um, so that leading to strokes and heart attacks, things like that. Second one, maybe we have a lot of vehicular accidents. Yeah. And then crime. Crime, you get your gunshots. We hear a lot about yeah. murder, murders, but you don't hear about the gunshots and the people who live through them. Exactly. Who may have a spinal cord injury or who may, yeah, paralyze from the waist down or something, something like that. Yeah. So things like that are things that go unreported, but it's a high level of it. I'd say those top two. Wow. So just because we don't just want to, I'll just to change it up a bit from like all the physical therapy questions, just to, you know, because um, it does sound like it takes up a lot of your time. Mm -hmm. So if you're not doing, if you're not working and you're not playing 2K, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with your, with your time? I like to cook. So in the pandemic, I have a, a Instagram page called Eden with Ellie. Mm -hmm. It just started out like that. Um, it branched off into like I was selling plates at one point in time, but that was a lot of work. So it's like I gotta find a way to fine tune that, come back to that, and yeah. you know. But I like to cook. I like to try out different recipes and how different flavors mix together and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Other than that, I I really love to watch my favorite shows. You what know. Are your favorite shows? Yeah. Well, Grey's Anatomy. I could always go back. Like start at season one and then maybe end off at season eight <laughs> and then come back. I could put that I on know, and know. life is so much better. Get arrow no more than us. So. And then after that, I'd watch, you know, the games come on at like seven, yeah. eight and go on to ten. I love NBA on TNT. So if it's a Thursday night or Tuesday, I don't know what they're doing right now with their scheduling, but if it's... Tuesday or Thursday, 7 mm. o'clock, I on the couch. Ernie, Shaq, Kenny, Chuck, and my guys right now. So, yeah, those those things. Any um, cuisine you fancied or you favored over, over the other, or was just some, like a mix of everything? I love Italian. I could eat pasta till I die. Solid. I could eat pasta. Solid. I think I'm a pasta right now. Probably <laughs> go get something. Chinese, so Asian. I don't want to say Chinese. Yeah, so Asian, but more towards the Chinese um, aspect of it. I am part Jamaican, so that's a staple. And then Bahamian, of course. So I like to actually fuse those together. So I think I did a, a aki and saltfish uh, wonton or something like that. I just okay. like I like that's things different. like that. Yeah. That Swansea. Yeah, you still have. <laughs> The foundational yeah. flavors, but it's in a different way, yeah. you know. I kind of hold off on the, the cooking because I did the gym thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, just, I go to cook. the gym too, yeah. But that's when you cook. Yeah. Let me, yeah, so it's switched yeah. up. I'm now cooking for, not for comfort, 
pot for fuel. Yeah. So now I'm measuring my rice, I'm measuring the chicken, measuring this and that, just so I could meet my goals and that's Still enough seasoning. Able. Yeah, yeah. That's no, 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 no. I ain't serious. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't not serious. It ain't oh, not serious man. now. Oh, man. Okay. That's what it is? I just say a prayer. Wow. I say a prayer for any sauce I draw on that. <laughs> I, I, listen, I measured it. Okay, I have a scale. I did it. That's like 80-20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, so 80-20. That's what I kind of do now with cooking. No, serious. Yeah. I don't know how that's yeah, going to transform on camera, the Instagram thing, because it's like, it's it's chicken, rice, and broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. So I got to try and figure out how that next step would be mm -hmm. from the comfort aspect of it to actually doing it for a reason people I, on I people on youtube it. people on youtube um record themselves cooking especially when they meal prepping for the gym so yeah it's a it's an avenue there yeah um well these are the gym guys i i just i pass the gym. i see whatever i want right but do you have any <laughs> so you have to frame for it he's like tall like yeah, you will, like, yeah, yeah like, i mean i do eat whatever i want that's why i look uh, <laughs> you can't be short and dumb, you know? Just, you can't be short and eating everything. Yeah, as long as I have enough food in my stomach to pick up the deadlift, that's all that matters. Well, Do you have any um, specific fail. goals in the gym um, this year? Mm, um, last year was dropping fat. Okay. I lost, right? I checked the scale. I was like 145. I was coming from like 167. Okay. So pandemic was doing the, the most mm -hmm. so i think that's maybe like over 20 pounds i lost in the past year so right now maybe if i could bring that down a little bit more and mm -hmm. then start to put some muscle on okay i'd be good to go yeah what would you cool. say is like your hardest part in terms of like balancing the meal prep and then still getting the workouts in because i know sometimes for some people like especially when they first start meal prep and all they start to make the changes like you get this little lag, so you mm -hmm. don't feel you don't feel as good as you would like to feel, and, and your numbers don't hit the way they used to hit. Yeah, I think especially because I was doing weight loss and fat loss, it's you're not eating the amount that you used to, so that's that's the part. So you want me to deadlift, and I only had chicken, broccoli, and a little bit of rice. Like that makes no point. sense. She has a point. But the calorie deficit has to be in and. That's the formula. There's no way around it. That was the hardest part. I was used to a big plate. Like, a Bohemian plate is mostly rice. You got your macaroni. You got your potato salad if you like to do foolishness. Then, <laughs> <laughs> you know? There's like so much. She lied, she lied, she lied. Like, I even think Where are the vegetables? To, yeah, like, <laughs> even if you, go, if you go to the Chinese is right it? now. You go to the Chinese right now. You can have... A quarter of your plate of meat, and the rest of that could be rice. Chinlai. And Lord help you if you got the combination. Oh, yeah. You know, so you you That's add what in I get the calories. You know, <laughs> you add in the calories from the shrimp, the pork, the chicken. Yeah. So it's like I'm not eating how I used to, and I know how I used to feel. And for me, because I had a whole page, food was life for me. Yeah. And it it was it took me uh, mentally a while. I probably I did better now. But it took me mentally a long time to kind of get over that part that you can't eat to live or live to eat. I mean. So I have a question. So talk about how starch turns into sugar and sugar adds to lactic acid buildup. Well, yeah, so that's the basic <laughs> this is the basic kind of maths of it. A dietitian That's the maths of it, like starch. We give starch a bad name. So for me, what my the Gotta best, get your energy. Yeah, the best thing I learned was I could still eat rice and lose weight. I'm literally here saying that I had rice, but not the amount or the portions that we oh, used yeah. to. Yeah. Right. So right now I probably eat like maybe four ounces of rice. Or two ounces of rice, two to four. Fill that rest up with vegetables. Vegetables is also a starch too. So you have different types of starches. You have your complex, simple. Complex is your donuts, your twists, your hot potty, and they're my favorite things. But mm. you got to ease up on them. Maybe, you know, I, I was one person who used to go original potty is two beef, one chicken. And I would finish that <laughs> before I end up off the highway. But now I say, okay. You go, 
get one chicken. Because the more starch you eat and you're not burning it off, and we are people that we don't walk nowhere. <laughs> we don't she, she we don't we drive everywhere. We don't move around. You can go later on after you eat anyway. So that starch can turn into fat. And that wow. ain't what you want. Some serious. Yeah. What was we to get that our body with air in it, man? You are gillis. I had one of them last night. The party was was fat, right? I, I have a so I take a bite into it, I was like Oh, this was like a Leah's potato chip, but yeah, bro, it was, hot pot it was nothing in there. I look inside, I was like, wait, this big pocket of air and just the meat yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. But that's that's the that's one of the issues with carbohydrates as well. Though. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at it, it's mostly like in terms of satiety. So like, if you eat a lot more carbs, like the way behemoths tend to eat, like you realize you'd have a big plate, all mm-hmm. kind of stuff now. But because it goes into your body quickly, you know, your glucose levels go up and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you get hungry in, like, another two hours. Yeah. Take off some of the starch, add some vegetables, or increase the size of your protein. Mm-hmm. You again. Wait, if I could have found something else, I would eat, but I go on there, I get robbed. I pay $3 for, for, <laughs> for a hot, for a hot he pie. He did get robbed. This, this one's sitting with him. <laughs> he did get robbed. I'm just saying. It was that or stuff. Yeah. All right. And I love hot bodies. They're a pretty rounded meal. So moving back to sports, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to ask because I want to know. I want to know. I just want to know. Um, can you watch a full game without the physiotherapist brain kicking in and be like, if you see somebody fall, you be like, <gasps> no, 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 no. You can't nope. do it. Nope. So you be stressed. Yeah, I showed Never. Derek Rose was painful. See what I'm saying? I have the ask. Any time Anthony Davis set foot on the floor. Don't even break. I was gonna ask one too, bro. Break. I'm like, how do you fix Anthony Davis? Please <laughs> let me know how you fix Anthony Davis. Right now, how do I fix him? Is he, he too tall? Like, what is the problem? He, he needs the bulk, he I does, think. Now, what have you been doing the last year? He he did put some size on. He did put some size on. He did the same thing. It's like they put on the size and like they lose it mid season and then. Yeah, because it's tough to keep. To keep. Yeah. Because mm. they, they ain't working out. They ain't working out frequently. In, yeah. And they can't eat as much. And his balance sucks. Like if you notice, he goes to take off or he lands, and it's like he's on the he floor. So it's well. like I always compare him to when I used to watch Iverson or Dwayne Wade. Like they'd go to the basket and uh-huh. they'd fall, but they'd fall a specific so type of way that. where okay, it's not on my hand, it's not on my ankle that's gonna turn. Yeah, they fall they a specific type yeah, of way. Always a slide. But he wants to play that role. Like, I see him when he goes to the basket in that specific one where he turned his ankle and it looked really ugly. Like, you want to do that, but I don't know. I don't know what his training like. The man said he was enduring the summer. He didn't pick up a basketball. I don't, I. You don't understand. You know? <laughs> so we could always key in and say, maybe these are the things. You know, I look at somebody like Zion. Like, Zion is powerful. He's big. He's big. He's too big for what he wants to do. You know? He got smaller in the summer. But now, I think he put that weight back on. So you just think his anatomy doesn't make sense? Is he too explosive? For his game. For his body? For his game. For his body, it don't match up. He could be a shock. A back to the basket or... A little bit of explosiveness yeah, from yeah, there. Yeah. Right. Zach Randolph ain't got no jump, though. That's, what that's, the, but that's the problem. That's exactly. the problem. Zion wants he wants the jump. The jump. <laughs> he wants to jump. He want to take off. He want to do all these things. And I'm like, listen, you, you can't have both. You can't have both. <laughs> like, even if you look at what Shaq, if you follow Shaq career, mm-hmm. Shaq was really small in mm-hmm. Orlando. Yeah. And he was able to do a lot of. A lot of dynamic moves, but when you saw him start to enter the championship era, a lot of back to the basket, a lot of finesse, a lot of passing. When you saw him in Miami, okay, I'm not as quick as I used to be. I got And the same thing with LeBron. You have to adjust your game for where you're at, especially physically, you know. So, no, the physical therapy brain don't turn off. I had a YouTube TV where I could pause and rewind. So I have paused and rewind. <laughs> Especially that AD injury, that specific one where he turned that ankle and it was like bad. I I was there for the Paul George. Um, I was in Barbados. 
that wasn't during the season. I think that was like no, a preseason. Like, yeah. It was an exhibition game. Yeah, it was an yeah. exhibition game. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, for that, Gordon Haywood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Will. And now we have Twitter now, so you could oh, yes, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. type every, in. Oh, yeah, yeah you yeah, can find everything. You know? Yeah. And for me, it's, it was, it's never, ooh, wow, ouch. It's like, okay. How do we get this fixed? How do, how do we get this fixed and what happened? So when yeah. you said what happened to you, like that's a typical, every, every injury kind of goes a typical route. So I, when you had that pop. I have a question. So for athletes like Galinari, who always tearing his ACL and MCL. Because Galinari probably tore his ACL and MCL probably like six, seven times. Six, like, seven? Yes, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's exaggerating. This knee should not be folks. He's <laughs> exaggerating. No, but Galinari tore, he always out with a knee injury. And yeah. throughout his whole career, he's battled with knee injuries. And it mostly be, okay, this ACL, this ACL, this MCL. So what is, what would mm-hmm. you say someone, why is he prone to such an, a continuous injury like that? And how do you rehab properly? when you tear it the first time? So it's, it's a big mixed bag there. Um, what we find is you have an injury on one side, you're gonna overcompensate on the other, yeah. right? So when you have people saying, oh, I have both knee problems, it may have started out with one side or both are building, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're in the gym and you just do an arm every day, um, they just, they, I don't know if I speak to anybody, love, but okay, you, you skipping, <laughs> skipping legs, you skipping the foundational principles of how I could train this little tiny joint. Like it's not as secure as we may think mm-hmm. when we think of all the things we do with our legs. So how am I training that to go on the court for Gallinari? He's, he was spot up. I want to see him spot up, spot up and shoot. But Gallinari wants to go, yeah, he wants to be that power forward, that stretch for to be able to say, okay, well, I do have the shot and I can take you off yeah. to dribble. And we find with a lot of hybrids, not a lot of people could do that um, consistently. Giannis is the freak for the reason that yeah. he is a freak of nature and he plays to his strengths, you know, yeah. and he when I look at people like Giannis and LeBron, they feed back into themselves. I think LeBron's budget for physio and all that stuff is, you know, that's why we could watch him in his 20th year and he's doing what he, he's still putting up the numbers that he was putting up a long time ago. So are you putting back into yourself? And you could, you could kind of see it in the physiques too. I mean, speaking specifically to Giannis, like you see a lot of, Dudes like stretch, stretch balls and everything else. Like you see them, they look either like they should be playing the five, but they just playing the four, mm-hmm. or they playing the four, but they should be playing the three. Like that in between space, I think is where, like you were saying, a lot of the issues come about. So let's just dive just a little bit deep into physiotherapy. What are like some exercises that they can do? Because I know what tends to happen. I had this problem with mine is you know you let the bigger muscles take the majority mm-hmm. of the work. So like your quads and your glute maximus like just takes over everything. Mm-hmm. Then your glute meat is weak, which means you overcompensate, mm-hmm. and then everything just... Yeah. From the-, the tough part is when you get an athlete and you show them these little tiny exercises for these tiny muscles, okay? So you have the glute max. You're doing your squats, but what about your glute meat? What about your groin? What about your adductors? What about those small, tiny things that kind of aren't grandiose and not lifting weights. What if I just tell you, squeeze both of your legs together and hold it, or squeeze against this resistance band? It's boring. We know they ain't trying to do a No one's trying gym, to do that. You know, we want to get in, we want deadlift, we want squat, and that's the key. They put a sprint so, doing a doctor's spot. Exactly. If you have the patience and the fortitude to sit through the boring, exercises to get those smaller muscles to do their job. Most of them are stabilizers. They ain't doing much anyway. They want to just make sure that if the quads decide that we ain't gonna fire like that, we got its back, you know? That's the part there. You gotta do the boring stuff. And that's the hard part. 
Sorry, but it is yeah, and then a lot of single. When you find okay, so if you have you want to get back on the field, a lot of single leg exercises. So mm. instead of doing a double leg deadlift, gotta start to do a single leg deadlift or a single squat, a pistol squat. Those things like that are what's gonna get you back on the field because when we run, you're you're, you're automatically on one leg. Yeah, you're never on both legs at the same time when you run. One's point. always in the air. So that one leg got to support your body and it's rehabbing. So that's the tough part. You got to let go of the stronger leg and really pick on the weaker leg. Yeah, that's the tough part. Does um, Brandon Roy and Greg Oden, if they were in, if they were in, no, if they were in today's world with the modern, with the modern medicine that we have. You bring it back, huh? With the modern medicine that we have. Yes. Do they not die? Brandon well, Roy, not Brandon die, Roy bro. Not die. <laughs> what? Brandon <laughs> Roy. You say career before you say the word. Does die. that career not? Does, Brandon Roy is my boy now. Do they have I a career? Lie. Brandon Roy has a career. Brandon Roy has a career. Greg Oden? Not too sure. He came in the league where we phased out the big man. Mm-hmm. So he is trying to do so much more than we asked you to do. Right, mm, and that leads you to you already have bad knees anyway, or whatever he had, because you're oh, yeah, big and tall and whatever. And yeah, so, yes, but Brandon Roy, I think you'd be be better. Now nowadays, injuries don't even take that long. Exactly. You know, they have scans or X-rays at the facility now, so you go back to the locker room, you could get a diagnosis like right then and there and so at that point in time it's just what's the protocol mm-hmm. what do we do now how do we get you back the fastest way possible okay. so yeah a lot of people would have been saved there grows the love he is i think he was here when the turning point yeah. of sports medicine in terms of the the access to it and and all the new technologies and stuff like that he was there for that. Oh, he was injured long enough so that they could develop it. Well, he might have been the prototype. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might have been no. the prototype. Why they think it's strange like this? No, but, but I, I think dead. with the Gross situation, he <laughs> no. said this on a pod, couple podcasts recently. And yeah. I think this applies to Zion too, is that even, like, you know, in a track after you practice form, mm-hmm. how to line, you place your feet, arm up, Derek said he had to learn how to jump in line, and mm-hmm. that's something that Zion had to learn too. Because it's a perp- it's a good way out of okay when you finish a flush, how to line on two feet, doing line like this, or you get a hyperextend. That's almost like how Clay tore his ACL, like mm-hmm. lining on that one foot, and then his foot slid. Yeah, you know, you got freak injuries like that on what we call non-contact. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I hate to see when there's no one around, or this is a freak play. You know, you could always land on someone's foot or something like that. I hate those too. But when you see someone in the backcourt and they was running and they're just holding the hamstring, Bradley Beal. I'm, he's on my fantasy right now. He's out, so I, I, I he has a hamstring. But I saw him like just pull up and it's like, okay. Now you know that's a you thing. Yeah. It's yeah. not a thing where I got slammed to the ground. It, yeah. It's me now. I have to take care of that so you know it's, it's, it's you know the physio does it never turns off do you think there are some people who are genetically predisposed to injuries yes yes we could always For real? say that wow we could always I say that you runs in the family quote unquote wow you know bad knees or i i my mommy shaped like this so i shaped like this so you know there are things wow. like that I don't want to talk about your boy Dwayne Wade, but was he too explosive for his knees? Like, because all the college Actually, is gone. No, but they say all the college. But gone, a lot bro. of no, but <laughs> what Dwayne Wade's situation was. They that was removed, sad, but no, they removed a lot of his tissue even before he made it to the NBA. Why? Mm-hmm. They didn't know that was just standard practice at the time. Oh, that's sick. So yeah. that's what caused a sick. <laughs> <laughs> My boy gave his knees all he could do. And that's what's happening now. Like, if you look at him, he he was explosive. He had a jump shot. He had almost everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He could take you off the dribble, dunk, 
he could block. He was one of the, the leading shot blockers in the NBA. Mm. That all that explosion, I don't mm. expect him to have any sort of knees at all. <laughs> so when yeah. when he kind of winded down his career, mm. I was like, okay, this makes sense to me. I'm not mad at it at all. Dwayne Wade, he gave us all he could give. Yeah. Three rings. I'm sitting pretty. His knees are okay with me. I, I wish him no, that was, that's the why best. They, they yeah. are, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, hanging up in the rafters. It's crazy though. But yeah. Yeah, it just goes to show you though. If you shape bad, you might just be shape bad. Crazy. Shape bad yeah. leads to injury proneness. No one escapes Ooh. any sort wow. of professional sport without any um, lasting injuries. I don't think even us, as we go to the gym, you're gonna yeah. always yeah. have okay, my back. Or things like that. Always know? the left shoulder on the bench. I, mean, I feel like everybody, everybody has the same left shoulder on the bench. Yeah, if I you was benching, be right. if I was benching, I could probably say that too. Yeah. yeah. So, but, what's know. the what's the process of, um, I guess, going to you? So, is it do you um, do a um? Jeez, I can't find a word. Do people go to do people go to doctors get a scan, and then come to you, or do you do like a test, to, so we know what's what? So physical therapy is uh, what we call a specialty. Okay. So you're more than likely gonna need a doctor's referral to have physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's really the thing there. If we bill insurance, your insurance needs that. Uh, referral from the doctor to say yes this person actually needs physical therapy so the process will look kind of different depending on what the injury is Mm -hmm. if we talk in sports let's say somebody um unfortunately drops on the flag football field Mm -hmm. and then we look in he can't further play the game Mm -hmm. so our next thing to do is can you walk are you able to get in a car by yourself if not let's call an ambulance Mm -hmm. whether you go to doctors or pmh we got to find out what's going on Mm -hmm. because if you can't walk you can't continue something's going on or if we see any type of instability in the field in the knee then we could say okay this person needs an mri or this person needs uh x-ray right away ct scans things like that those things are what we clue in on what the diagnosis is. All right, so that's now all of that goes to your rehab professional. We want you to bring every single scan you have because we need to see what's going on. And follow-up scans are great as well, depending on the diagnosis and what's going on. So that would be mostly what you would need. You're gonna need that referral from the doctor and any scans you could bring is helpful. And then what happens is the rehab professional communicates with the doctor, the hospital, and that's your whole care. If you need a nutritionist, of course, you have all those other things. You have other rehab professionals, occupational therapists, depending on what kind of injury it was, recreational therapists, respiratory therapists as well. Like I'm thinking of uh, the football player mm-hmm. who yeah. got, you know, um, he needs now a full team of care because he was in the ICU on a breathing tube. So his whole uh, management process now has the full gamut of the medical squad. So he may not even see physio until, well, he probably is because we still want to, once he's cleared to move around in the ICU, get up as soon as you can and stuff like that and then progress. So it really depends on the injury, but what you would really need is that referral from the doctor to say you're cleared to move and do those things. So... Just one question. So, would you I, would you recommend what's his name? Demille? Demille? Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin. Would you recommend him retiring from football? I want every football player to retire. Mm. So wow. hot take. Hot take. <laughs> hot take. <laughs> hot take. <laughs> hot take. <laughs> Notice I didn't include. We gotta take We understand. We understand. Though. Didn't include the NFL as one of my hobbies. I do want to ask one thing about the NFL though, but. You, you, <laughs> if you think the physio brain is active in the NBA, every single hit, there oh, is yeah, yeah, no every way every hit, every I hit. could sit down <laughs> watch and watch football. I did. I only. I'm a. I'm a Super Bowl girl. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. the snacks distract me. Oh, commercial. <laughs> and, and Rihanna's going to be to this one. So oh, yeah. Yeah, I missed that. I could do that. You've been like stepping on the turf and stuff. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah I get that's it. exactly yeah, what's going on. But, but before we go there, so, so say, like, I'm just someone that's in the gym, you know, regular bohemian athletes, play basketball every other Wednesday or it's not like And I just have this tightness in my shoulder and my back. Mm-hmm. Do I still have to go to the doctor to get a referral to see a physiotherapist? If you haven't, if you have insurance and you want to use insurance, mm. there's no way around it. Okay. Okay. Um, there are oh, wow. programs. So if I say prehab, I, I do a lot of talking about prehab, which is I want you to get this together before you even have to see me. So if it is a tightness in the shoulder, mm. there's really no reason for you to not come in and let me show you some exercises or things like that. Right. Where we start to get a little dicey is you may have a little underlying injury there in that shoulder. You may, you know, you may be hearing pops and stuff and all that, and it may be a little unstable, and you thinking this only, oh, little, I sleep bad. Oh, doc, I just sleep bad. Yeah, and then now when you do the the little scan and thing, it's a whole tear, and now we got to, you know. Because some things are, some things manifest in different ways Mm -hmm. or similar ways where you think it could be this, but it's that which is why we push the referral process. And then by law, um, right now in the Bahamas, you have to have a referral to see a physical therapist, but not really for a massage or a stretch or something like that. Things that we would, if you can carry me to court, you gotta make sure we got the paperwork to say, this doctor said that you need physio. But in the States, it's not like that. Now in the States, if you're a doctor of physical therapy, you have open practice, so anyone could come in walk in but right now in the bahamas we haven't reached that level yet hopefully we'll get there soon because like you're saying these things that can turn into an injury most people don't know or they get caught up in that process where you kind of could get the help you need it's 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 touch and go and it's very much client based or injury based plantar um fasciitis ouch right do you have any, um, I know that's a common one among, I wouldn't say professionals, I'll say unprofessional athletes, <laughs> right? Football players, too. But <laughs> do you have any um, tips to prevent or do you have any tips to, do you have this? It sounds like. <laughs> you don't know if you have it? It is one of those annoying things that I, when I see people out, oh, you have plantar fasciitis, you out, you out for two games. Why? Oh, but it is very annoying. So plantar fasciitis, fascia is a tissue that kind of holds all our muscles together. So in the foot, it's the tiny muscles that we neglect. And depending on our footwear and our habits, it gets tight Mm-mm. and it pulls Mm-mm. and so every step hurts basically i think turf toe is bad too turf toe, <laughs> anything with the foot is terrible yeah. because that's your whole foundation yeah so plantar fasciitis the best the what, what we don't we like i said we neglect the smaller muscles mm. you have to now engage the muscles of your foot that's what i was told yes so yeah okay. one of my favorite ones is if you used to shoot marbles mm-hmm. You just put some marbles on the floor. You got to pick them up with your toe. Toes, oh. drop them somewhere else. Okay. Right? Yeah. One of the other best things, you get a... <laughs> you, <write it> down. <laughs> you get You get a ice. So sometimes I may just put ice in a styrofoam. Oh, we can't use styrofoam no more. But like, let's just say we, we were still ice. using styrofoam. Yeah. Or you have little molds where you could mold it into like a, uh, a circle or something mm-hmm. that you could roll. So oh, ideally okay. you want something you could roll, not an ice cube because you could get all stick up. Yeah. Right. So if you have a nice mold and they have so much things that you could buy now, yeah. just like a, just say ice foot massage on Amazon and you got it. And what they what you do is you kind of roll the bottom of the foot. And if you get a nice one that kind of has like. The little stubs like, on it, yeah, like and you kind of rolls. really massage oh, yeah. that that part of the foot. So that also helps with the pain, mm-hmm. and then the exercises help to strengthen the the muscles of the foot. So you could walk 
Yeah, because I got, um, I went to get checked up. And I know it was coming. Yeah, it was coming. Yeah, it was coming. No, because I was, I was running and it felt like someone kicked me. And I look around like there was no one around me. Mm. So like I was like first thing, <laughs> Wait, what? the first thing that got into my mind was my Achilles pop. Yeah, mm, but that's a nasty it didn't. One. It didn't. Probably went to the doctor. They she didn't scan it, but I went to the doctor and I told her my symptoms and she was like, "Well, you have um, plantar fasciitis or whatever." But and I have a tendency to walk on my toes. Ah, so we get deeper into this. Right, story. I have a tendency to walk on my toes and I wear I have bad foot whereas and I wear Crocs. Oh, um, you flat footed too. No, I have a high arch trash. There you go. Crocs is bad, but where? No, I my I wear my Crocs down. Wow. So my Crocs yeah. are down because sometimes I wear them at work, and you know oh, okay. I work. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So like she's like uh, some like exercises I could do like um, pulling my toes back and mm-hmm. like stretches. I could I could say the hardest part for me is like you said it's boring. The hardest yes. part for me is just going there and just doing it because it's like mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even feel it. No. So because I'm there, I'm like okay, I don't feel it. Like, I, and you know the worst part is like I, I feel like I getting better. I don't feel yeah. it at all. Should I continue? Yes. No, but and I got to that. So I finally um and another another thing I realized was that my cleats um had a lot of wear and tear. It wasn't I wasn't wearing them too much, but I usually get cleats every season. But this was the first year that I actually used my cleats for game and practice. Usually mm-hmm. I would use a different set of cleats for practice and use a different set of cleats for the game, but this was the first year that I used the same paracletes for um practice and game so i guess that wore out um actually just a side note people don't understand the importance of the shoes you wear you need to change out your shoes at least once to every two years mm-hmm. like you holding on shoes for five years and they're just slowly wearing now you got to protect your feet Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best way to check is like you get everybody else, well, the old slippers or like the tongue slippers. You look at them like you could oh, see. Oh, you could burn them. You burn them out. Yeah, you see mm-hmm. exactly like yeah. how your walking pattern goes. And once you start to see that, that's when you know you need to change because all the support already gone. I used to like the Clarks Epidemic. Mm-hmm. The what you what we used to call them cheese bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you used to know I like okay, you start fish. off, level off in September, Jeez, and then any yeah, you know, it's a slant. slant. It's like a slant. <laughs> you know? So that. then you know you have imbalances within yeah. your foot, right? That we we don't really check, we don't really check for it until it's a problem. At least you get checked out. The yeah. Alexander's got seven toes. <laughs> I wait, saw that too. I, I, yeah, wait. It was hurting because like I was like limping, so I was like, let me let me go to this doctor. Let me. Yeah. I was I was getting forced to go, but yeah. But I was like, yeah, it it worked. I think he thought he was fine too. I did that. No, what was what was behind that? I I didn't. I don't think it was anything. No, he had turf toe for for a while, and I think he said when he went to the doctor, finally. They found fractures in his foot and other things and all type oh, of wow. things, and he didn't know it was fractures. And so and he stuff. just took his toes. Yeah, I think it had something to do with blood flow and all that stuff. Okay, God, that's yeah. what I mean. You don't just yeah. take somebody. Yeah. And when I looked yeah. at it, I had to stop looking at it. I mean, I don't know. A lot been going on with me, and I was just like, I can't deal with this right now. And yeah. I just saw, <laughs> I just saw, I was like, you really never take the big toe if you could help it, because that's mm-hmm. your stabilizing toe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, something have to be. And they don't ever tell us everything. And I did, no, and no. that's my frustration as well. You may hear, okay, this person is down, elbow, something, and they never tell you everything because privacy, of course. Yeah, and yeah. unless it's a really big name or something similar to the small and just say an ACL, but you'll never hear that it was a meniscus involved with the ACL sometimes. So you'll never get the whole story. It has to be blood flow. Most of the times we, you, you say, well, these toes dead, bro. Yeah. But you never want to take toes. You never want to take much off the foot unless you have to. Yeah. So, okay, okay. that makes sense to me. Because I wasn't trying to. I, I mean, they was getting off on his foot, and I, I was watching the Shannon. <laughs> yeah, the Shannon, Shannon was right? getting off all day. And I was like, yeah. wait. Yeah. yeah. I never, I, I, I got to look for that I now. I heard about him doing that whole procedure, but I was like, I don't want to say that. No, I mean, I even for me, I, I was, was like, like, I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this it, is it where I draw like the line. Verse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a joke. I was like, okay. They even see shit a bit off or something. I don't know. But ah, that yeah, was crazy. Foot injuries that was crazy. could be nasty. 
heel spurs. Remember, KD had he had something. Yeah, it was a funny name. They took, I think, pieces of his like waistline or something to put in his foot or something like that. He like, had like foot injuries. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, that was what really thing I think stopped them from like being that How big tree. Now, eh? You know, yeah. if yeah, he had a lot of injuries in the beginning in OKC that we don't remember. Oh, you know. Stephanie's ankles. Stephanie's ankles, which is a, a testament to rehab if, you, if you've been following Steph. I was watching him from school time, and I was like, this boy, he lock up. He got these ankle braces on top of ankle braces. And so now <laughs> he could be in, shoes. you know. Yeah. And now his injuries don't have much to do with ankles at all. I think he's a shoulder now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Upper body stuff yeah wear and tear. So if you're shooting, it's wear and tear, right? Okay. So I think if it's non-contact, so it wasn't not. I think he caught the ball or something like that, and it was like, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. I think the craziest, the last non-contact what I was talking about is turf and regular field for football. Yeah. Mm. How is that? Like, how is it so different? Like, I know it's because you wear different size cleats and whatever. And, the turf and then. Too. You got weather. Weather's a big aspect of it too. Like, how does rain or snow perform with grass than something artificial? Mm. You know, are you using the type of artificial grass or turf that is gonna be conducive in any thing you play in? Or what kind of shoes now should I wear for that versus that? So, yeah. Yeah, because you see it. You see it all the time. Like for home field advantage, just like you see people complaining, like. Oh, when I go to so and so field, I can never make my cuts. This, that, and the third, and it's like they go in cleats to like dig into the turf. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't really do that with grass. And I think that's why you have a lot of them contact and them non-contact injuries. As soon as you plant in the turf and your cleats dig in, like yeah, I'm finished. New York field, New York field is a killer. No give. Yeah. New York field is a killer. Yeah. Scary, but well, like I was watching. I watched the World Cup for the first time. That last game. And I was like, I cannot. Was hot. I can't. It was hot now. <laughs> Damn. But every time someone slide and did all that, I was like, oh, Lord. They got wide the soccer. And they got right back up. They got knees of steel. So it's like. <laughs> to be fair, that's what they got. You could see as a testament to their training that yeah. they train for that. Right? It was just, it was a beautiful game. Beautiful yeah. game. I'm glad I, I watched it. That game was. Yeah, you, it's really. It's an understatement of what a good game that was. That was a, that was a world cup. Because <laughs> soccer slash football is so boring to me. So boring. Ow. So back and forth. <laughs> takes so long to score a goal. <laughs> Can we just dunk? They <laughs> <laughs> pick the ball up. Can we just... That's a little... You know. Yes. I don't know. I think it just goes with everything else, you know. The more you understand it, the, the more interested it is. Because... I've heard people say a lot of that about American football, and then you come to find out they just don't understand it. So it's like, yeah, I understand your frustration. Like it's just not good. And I think it's the same thing people look at with physiotherapy. Like they just see you. People, have you ever like had someone see or just refer to you as also use like a medical personal trainer or something like that? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of blurred lines yeah. because a lot of professionals deal with the rehab process. So I did mention a few, and then you have the athletic trainer which is primarily when you turn to sports they have a different chain of command Uh that isn't quite set up that way in the bahamas because we only have a few i could think of uh sasha at ub and i could think of one other person but if you're lucky to have that chain of command so what i would imagine it is is you go to physio first to do the boring exercises once you're done with that, I'm sending you off to the athletic trainer. Personally, because we've crossed our goals where you could get out of that phase of rehab. And then the athletic trainer is the next best person to get you to that next level of return to sport. Of course, now where it crosses lines is we use the same things. So now we could get into like different modalities. So you may have had ultrasound, ice, heat packs, uh, tens, electrical stimulation. We both 
use the same things. You have chiropractors as well. They use the same things. So everybody plays a role. And I don't ever fault someone for making assumptions or saying things like that because there are people that exist. So what I do is you just go and you give them the bottom line of education and how it differs and what we do versus what another person does. And it's not putting them down because at the end of the day, all of us are a team. You're going to have, and when I travel with a lot of the track teams, you have everybody on there doing their job. The medical doctor, what you need? You need a shot? Do you need uh, any medication to kind of get you well? Or do you need your massage, your muscle stimulation, your ultrasound, things like that? Then go to your physio. You need your exercises? Go to your physio. You need to start to train and perform on the field, that's the athletic trainer. And I think education is gonna be the key. And because of we, we deal with the same demographic, hair is kind of like competition. Mm -hmm. So it's like you fighting for clientele where it shouldn't yeah. be that way. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't put another profession down or <clears throat> underestimate mm -hmm. what they could do because we all have a role to play in that process. And when you get working functional as a team, then I think we'll be way much better um, in terms of recovery and getting players back to where they need to be. Okay, so um, because we're winding down, where do you see your business going? Or where do you see yourself advancing? Any advancements? I like what I'm doing now mm -hmm. because I feel like the demographic that I serve are underserved. So I do a lot of mobile physical therapy work now dealing with people who can't for any reason go to a facility, yeah. right? So you have a lot of people like that. Either they aren't able to move the way they can or transportation is difficult. That doesn't mean that they should be without the rehab process. So I really like where I'm at because I feel like what I'm doing is needed and I feel like I fill a niche that's not really being fulfilled right now. Um, so what I would want to do is to continue that on a bigger level, maybe bring on someone who's like-minded so mm. now we could cover more ground. Um, what I want. I, I was just gonna ask yeah. that if you're the only if you're the only person on staff, you're the one doing all the work. Yeah, so I'm the secretary, the wow. the book, the bookkeeper, everything like that. Okay. So yeah, so once we see the need for it to kind of start to build and really take off, then yeah, yeah. okay, um, that's where I see myself practically. Um, if the government wants to, you know, give look at, me look a in contract, the camera, look in the camera while you say a that. contract. Or three fat juicy contracts. What we really need is <laughs> about? You're trying to serve the underserved communities. The underserved well. communities. For the we, country. we really need a neurological center. So a lot of Bahamians going now to Cuba mm. because Cuba, from what I understand, you're in the hospital the whole entire time. Mm -hmm. You're there. And the rehab process takes place in the hospital. And we don't have a, a place like that where you may not need emergent medical care, but you need to be in a specific place for rehab. Yeah. So when I think about strokes and what happens in the States a lot, you're in the, in the facility and you wake up, you got occupational therapy. After that, you go into physio. You may do lunch, then you go into speech therapy. We don't have that hair and everything's disjointed. So you have to go to doctors for speech or you gotta go to PMH for your rehab. You may not have an occupational therapist here, so you got to go somewhere else. And a lot of people don't do mobile work. So even if you're home and you're bedridden at home, it's difficult to get a speech therapist yeah. to come out here. So if the government is listening, three fat juicy contracts to make a facility where we could get people who are suffering from neurological diseases, a spot where they could have access to doctors, Rehab professionals, nurses, wound care, everything. Please and thanks. That's my. Uh, that's one of my dreams to see because it hurts me to tell someone, 
uh, are you looking for a speech therapist? It's like, okay, well, I only know two. And yeah. and one only deals with kids. kids. And, you know, like, we don't have a spot where you could just get everything at once. And with the demographic, like I talked about, we dealing with a lot of heart disease, and that's really prominent, for mm-hmm. real, for mm-hmm. real. Like, And we're leaving people not being able to access the care they need. So that would be an ultimate dream of mine to see. I don't know how that's going to happen, but it's always on my mind. No, the first thing, the most important thing is you speak it into the air. Yeah, you speak yeah, it yeah. into existence. Yeah. Speak it and into the camera. Once, once, <laughs> once two or three people agree, then it's That's all it takes. Face, you know? Yeah. Somebody be listening. Somebody. Somebody. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, this concludes another sidebar sit down with the lovely Dr. Penda. She gave her insight. She told us about a physio. She told us about a her life. Um, we just picked out her brain. Um, we thank Prince for being on. Happy to have you here. It was a great dog. I appreciate it very much. You are welcome back. Don't. Um, yes, anytime. <laughs> you want to come back on? Let us know. Hit us up. We could do we could do uh part two. Sally because I'm sure I'm sure we don't have <laughs> everything on this camera. So we're always open to for part two if you want to come back. I definitely love to be. I love this stuff like talking sports. And yeah. I guess I could add that to my hobby list yeah. when we come back again. I I like to talk sports. After the all star break, you know. Getting some meat. It's a serious Exactly. It's when the season matters. Yeah. Anyone you want to shout out, anything you want to close us with, anything fun or anything serious or whatever you want is, the floor is yours. I just want everybody to be well, you know, listen to your body, listen to what it's telling you because it's always going to tell you when something's wrong and it's different degrees to which wrong is. It's either, Mm -hmm. oh, this is just me sleeping bad versus I need to go to A&E right now. (laughs) So let's let's listen to our body more, you know. Physically, uh, mentally, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mentally, it's not always physically. You gotta be in touch with self, you know. Yeah. I want everybody to be well this year. It's like the what, what the seventh of January. Yeah. So yeah, I just want everybody to be well. Okay. And Good. watching yeah. on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. You listen on any audio platform. Hit us with the five star rating. What? Leave your comments. Huh? You could follow me. Yeah, follow. Yeah, follow um, drop me. your handles. Drop yeah, your handles. Follow me on um, Instagram, your neighborhood physio. Um, it's spelled the American neighborhood, not the British, British neighborhood. So there's no Fair you. Enough. There's and no you. The website is also yourneighborhoodphysio.com. It'll be in the um, description below as well as flashing on screen. Three contracts. Three juicy Three. contracts. All right. Make sure they juicy. <laughs> 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 All right, see you folks. <laughs>